It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning, off-season's rolling on. Well, technically the NFL postseason's rolling on, but the Steelers aren't a part of it. So the off-season's rolling on. The Steelers are signing players to futures contracts. Uh, the rest of the NFL was scrambling with various uh, coaching interviews and vacancies and filling and all that stuff. So we are into the heart of it while we still get a little bit of football left. There are three games remaining in the season um, of any games remaining in the season. So I, I know a lot of Steelers fans, they say Steelers aren't playing. I don't care. Then there's a lot of Steelers fans like myself that love the game of football. I mean, my goodness, I used to have season tickets to another team other than the Pittsburgh Steelers just so I could go and watch football. So, well, now I have season tickets to the Steelers, so now I'm going to watch the Steelers. And it's hard to go to other games now when it's not the Steelers because I've been so spoiled. But uh, maybe that's it. Maybe we're just some Steelers fans are spoiled and only watch the Steelers. But uh, I just love the game of football, especially at the professional level, at the highest level of the professional level. I'm probably not going to get into the other leagues. I don't get into much as college as some people because a lot of it's because it's when it's played on Saturdays and, you know, I can't, I can't watch football all day Saturday and all day Sunday um, unless it's the NFL and I manage to do it, but it's not every weekend. So bottom line is three games left. Um, no good team to root for in my opinion, um, uh, but I'm still going to watch anyway, but let's dive into some stuff with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they're, uh, 
not really any kind of news I want to get into. I just want to get into the this isn't as much numbers this week as it just is research. Research and telling what I found. This is dealing with some historical stuff. Both halves are dealing with historical stuff. I also have another question in there that I'm going to bring up because I just am going to explain that sometimes I just can't get the answers. And I'm going to ask you all if you have any way to to get the answer for a little bit of help. But uh, we'll get to that one in the second half. But the reminder is questions, questions, questions. I'm ready for questions. Um, Some of these questions take time. The one that I'm going to answer today that I wasn't really able to get the information on is because I took a long time to try to find it. And I couldn't. And some of these questions take a long long time to sort through the data. So that's why sometimes it takes me a while just because, man, I'm just still trying to compile it. Someone might ask me a question one week and it's answered the next. And someone might answer a question and a month later I'm trying to get to it. So that's just how it goes. But the questions, you can get to me either on Twitter at STLRSuperFanDad or via email where you just take the same thing, STLRSuperFanDad at gmail.com. I'll take questions either way. If you're like, ah, oh, I didn't write that down. Where can I go? Oh, I'm listening in my car. What do I do? Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Go to any article I write. There's at least one a day. Most of the time there's three or like Monday when there was five. Um, <laughs> find any article by me and you can get my profile there. And that at least, I'm pretty sure it has both Twitter and email, but I know it has at least one of them. So that's another way that you could get this if you can't look that up and remember it. While you're listening to this podcast. So here we go, Nerds of Steel. Here comes the first question. This question, this was actually from an email that was a lot of questions. And I'm answering one. I'm not saying I'm not going to answer the others, but I'm answering one because that's, I can only do one at a time when we get into this. So this comes from Brian Haynes, also known as Captain Underpants in our um, live chats. If you've ever been a part of the live chats um, on our YouTube or Facebook live channel. Well, you'd have to be on the YouTube channel because that's the one he's on in order to see him there. But uh, he said he just finished that week's Stat Geek and he had a few questions for me. I'm tackling the first one he asked. He's like, the Steelers are a resourceful team. They finished 4-0. And seven and two after the bye. When was the last time the Steelers finished this string and what was the result? All right. So I'm actually not going to do seven and two. I'm going to go that the Steelers were six and one over their last seven games. Um, when I go to break down that part of it. And the reason I'm doing seven and one rather than six and two is I didn't want to go more than half of the season and going six and one leaves it at less than half the season, or because I'm going to go all the way back to 1970 for the games from 1970 through 1977, it is exactly half of the season. That's why I stopped at seven, because for that time period, it's the second half of the season. And then I just wanted to be consistent throughout. And you can't do the season in halves now because there's 17 games. So I went back and I looked at it. I did first 4-0. and and then I went where teams finished six and one or better, not just teams, Steelers teams. Sorry, I gotta say that. Steelers teams in seasons where they finished six and one or better over their last seven games, along with the four and oh. Now, which list do you think would be the shorter list? That's the question. And believe it or not, the shorter list is finishing four and oh. 
So when you go back all the way to 1970, the la- the, how many times have the Steelers won their final four games of the season? The answer is, well, let me count them up. Um, that would be eight, eight times, eight times. And there's some pretty big gaps in there. How big of a gap? Oh, how about, I don't know, 26 seasons? That's right. The Steelers went 26 seasons without finishing where they won their last four games of the regular season. This is all regular season. Got to get back to that. Make sure we're saying it's all regular season. So what I'm going to do, we're going to look at it. We're going to go in reverse order. We're going to start with the most recent, and we're going to say what happened. Now, if it's one of those those years where the where they met where they matched up, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you, hey, they also finished this over their last seven. Then once we go through the four and eight teams, we'll go back and fill in the other teams that finished six and one or better, and 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 catch any of those that that uh, that are still left over. So let's dive in. This is just going to kind of be a little bit of fun history lesson. Um, and and see what happened. So obviously the most recent time the Steelers finished 4-0 was in the 2022 NFL season. The Steelers finished 9-8. and 9-8, and yes, um, which means they were 5-8 and eight before that. Um, well, because they did lose the game before the last four. Some of these teams will obviously realize, hey, they didn't win. You know, they won more than their last four. They did even more. I didn't look into how many each of them won. I think we know what the record there is going to be. That's going to be 2004, but we'll get there. Uh, so 2022 Steelers finished nine and eight. They finished third in the division. They did not make the postseason. So there we go there. The, obviously, they finished six and one that year as or that that as well, because that's the basis of the question. So now going back, the next most recent time the Steelers finished four and oh to finish the season. That would be 2016. In 2016, the Steelers uh, finished four. They, they finished the season four and zero. Not only did they do that, when you look at them, did they finish six and one? Yeah. Did they finish better than six and one? Yeah. They finished seven and zero. I didn't look to see exactly how many games they 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 did at the end of the season. You know what? But I'll do that here real quick. They finished eleven and five for the year. But the Steelers won. Let's count this up. Two. Four, they won their last seven, but that was after. If you remember, they lost four in a row. If you, you know, they had lot. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Patriots. They had a bye week. Uh, that Patriots, I'm pretty sure that was a Landry Jones one. Um, then they lost to the uh, in Baltimore. They lost to the Cowboys at home, and then they won their last seven. What did the Steelers do that year? Okay, well they. Made the postseason, of course. They were eleven and five, and at eleven and five, they finished first in the division. They they played in the wild card weekend, and they defeated the Miami Dolphins. I was at that game; it was a cold one, but it was lots of fun. That's the infamous Bud Dupree decapitating Matt Moore. And like I said, that play that didn't happen far from me, and I have a great angle to say. Wow, how, how crazy of a play that was. Steelers went on to win in the division round. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs 18 to 16. Yes, that's the game where it was six Boswell field goals. And unfortunately, that's also the last postseason victory the Pittsburgh Steelers have had. So, uh, you got to remember that one. And then in, then they went on to the conference championship where they lost to the New England Patriots. So they finished seven and zero and went all the way to the AFC championship game. The next time the Steelers finished 4-0, going backwards, 
was two years prior in 2014. The Steelers finished 11 and five, um, but this was not this this year did not end up in the other category. They did not in, in 2014. They finished 11 and five. They won the division, but if we do recall with 2014. This was one where I was at that playoff game as well, and I was at the game before that. This was the infamous game where in Week 17, Sunday night football, winner wins the division, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, Steelers are winning the game, and then Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. And the whole life got sucked out of the stadium. And the next week, the Steelers end up starting Ben Tate off the street in a playoff game where they lost to the Ravens. So, yeah, the Steelers went 4-0 at the end of that season. They had gone 2-2 two two in their previous four games. So that's why they didn't qualify there. So that was the 2014 season. So, so far, other than 2022, when they finish 4-0, they make the playoffs. Then you got a big jump. That big jump then goes back to 2005. In 2005, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished 4-0. Um, uh, let's see. Did they, did they win more than four to finish the season there? They actually they, they won their last four after, <laughs> after losing the three right before then. The Steelers had to win out. They did. They won out. They made it to the playoffs as a sixth seed. And hopefully we remember exactly what happened in that, in, in that season. Um, because in that 2005 season, because if you remember what the run was, they went to Cincinnati and won. They went to the many thought was unbeatable Indianapolis Colts, who did the big uh oh that I say and rested their players the last week of the season and during a bye week, and they were able to defeat them. They won in Denver and then they won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. So that was another time they finished four and zero, and they went and were victorious in the Super Bowl. All right, so then moving back, another one. It was only the year before, 2004. Remember the Steelers, they only lost one game that year. They were 15-1. and one. They were they, they obviously won, won their division. And what happened in 2004? The Steelers lost in week two. That was when Ben Roethlisberger had to come in off the bench for an injured Tommy Maddox. And then the Steelers went on to win 14 straight regular season games to close it out. That was actually, that was the season I saw my first Steelers game in person. I was at their final home game the day after Christmas that year. My wife did a phenomenal job of, of surprising me with tickets to my first ever Steelers game. Um, and didn't even, no one in my family knew about it. No one knew except for her. Um, and and it, it was a it was a great experience. I've talked about that before. But they ended up winning 14 straight games, went to the playoffs. They won in overtime against the Jets to get to the conference championship, where they then lost to the New England Patriots. So um, that was obviously you know also not only did they finish four and zero, they finished six and one or better because they finished where they won 14 in a row. So that's that one now. Now we better take a nap if we go back year by year because, my goodness, 2004 was the first time the Pittsburgh Steelers finished their season where they won their final four games since 1978. That's right. In 1978, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they won their final four games of the season. They actually won their last five. They won their last five, last five games of the season. Um, 
And they, they went six and one over their last seven. So they fit into the other category as well. So we're going to talk about it right here. And the, you know, they, they won the division. They beat the Denver Broncos in the division round. They beat the Houston Oilers in the conference championship. I mean, they won that game 34 to five. Okay. And then they defeated the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So there you go. That's two times now the Steelers finished four and oh and won Super Bowls. So just some just some very interesting stuff there. So 78, there's two more now where they finished 4-0. They also finished 4-0 in 1976. Uh, the Steelers, they um they went 10 and 4. I forgot to say in 78 they went 14 and 2. But in 76, they went 10 and 4, won, won the division, made the postseason. But that was the year they 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 won in the divisional round. They beat the Colts. They beat up on them pretty bad. But they lost to the Oakland Raiders in the conference to the in the conference championship. That season, the Steelers didn't just go four and zero at the end of the season. That's also one where they went seven and zero to finish out the season because they actually won. My my goodness, they had they started you. If you're a Steelers person listening to history, you've probably heard myself or Brian Anthony Davis mention this before. They started one and four that season. One and four. This is the what you know, with the Steelers throw one and four last year and, and everything else. Were they one and four this year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we talked about, you know, remember 1976, 1976. What did they do? Uh they went ten and four because because they won nine straight games, uh, won their first playoff game and then lost in the conference championship. So that was nineteen seventy-six. There's only one other year where the Steelers finished their season 4-0 since the merger. And honestly, I would be shocked if there was really any before the merger because, as we know, the Steelers were not good. They were pretty terrible. But in 1972, the Steelers, they finished 11-3. and um, they, they, were, they were in first, first place in, in the division. And from there, they went on. To 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 make the playoffs, but uh, and they beat the Oakland Raiders in the playoffs. Wait, what did you? That's right. Well, what do you know? Because that was the immaculate reception. Yes, I know a bunch of you were probably already thinking. All right, what are we getting there? Yes, that was the year. It was the immaculate reception. They finished four and zero. They finished. Oh my goodness, they only lost one game in their last ten. They finished nine and one, but that game was in there to where they won. I think they won five, lost one, won four, um, and they lost by two in Cleveland. Is what that was. Uh, beat the beat the Raiders on the immaculate reception. Lost the next week them to the under to the undefeated Miami Dolphins, who went on to win it all. So those are the teams that finished four and zero. Now I just now started to think about something. I had to, you know, go back and double check and double think that, you know, did the Steelers, did they end up where they, where, where they, they did this in, in one of the strike years? Because I was looking at those weeks of the season and no, they didn't. They, they, they didn't. The Steelers, I don't think won their last game of the season either of those years. Or if they did, they didn't win more than two in a row. So now let's move on to times where the Steelers were six and one. So if you look at this, let's, let's go back since the merger. Every time the Steelers finished 4-0, they made the postseason. 
with the exception of 2022. This was the first year that the Steelers finished 4-0 but did not make the playoffs. So now let's go ahead and look at look at other teams that finished 6-1. and Teams that finished 6-1. and I won't spend as long on these, but uh, these are teams that didn't finish 4-0, which means that loss was somewhere in their last four games. For example, the 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers, they're one of those teams. They went 13-3. and They won the division. They got a first-round bye. They lost in the division round to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that, that game – or sorry, that season, the Steelers, after starting 3-2, and two, went 13-3. and three. They went 10-1 and one over, their, over their last um, 11 games. But the problem was they where, why they didn't register for the other – for the first one is they lost in week 15. Um, that was the, <laughs> yeah, and we know what that one is. That was the infamous Jesse James caught that ball game. So, in my opinion, they were 11 and 0, but oh well. But they lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs, so none of that really mattered. But they made the playoffs. Um, then to go back another one where the Steelers finished six and one, but it wasn't where they, they won their last four. You have to go back to 2011. 2011. You know, it was coming off their, off their, off their Super Bowl. Uh, appearance the year before uh, the Steelers won. Yeah, I, that it was. They won. They went two four. They went six and one uh, with their bye week in there. Their only loss was to the Forty ers That was that. Uh, that was that Monday night, uh, twenty to three. The lights went out. Situation um, that that was kind of crazy if you remember that. And that's also the year they lost in Denver in the playoffs to Tim Tebow and. That's all I have to say about that. In 2010, when the Steelers went to the Super Bowl, they finished six and one because that was a year they once again they were first in the in in the division, um, finished 12 and four. They went, um, they, yeah, they went they went six and one. One of them was an overtime win, but then they you know they beat the Ravens in the playoffs. They beat the Jets in the conference championship, but then lost the Packers in the Super Bowl. Um, moving on, 2008 is another year in there where the Steelers went six and one uh, to finish the season, where they finished 12 and four and won the Super Bowl. So we'll just kind of leave it at that because that's all that really matters with that one. So that's another Super Bowl Super Bowl win. But the Steelers finished six and one. Uh, yeah, and it was exactly it was exactly six and one there. That, now that I look at it, so then you have to go back to 2001. The Steelers finished 13 and three. Uh, they were first in their division. Remember, that's when there was only three divisions. Uh, they lost to the conference championship in that one, if we remember. Uh, they, that's when they lost to the Patriots um, after beating the Ravens in the divisional round. And, uh, had, you know, that, that was an interesting season there as well. Uh, then we actually get to pick up some games in, in the 90s, which we skipped over last time. There was two times in the 90s where the Steelers finished six, uh, six and one or better. They finished six and one or better in 1995. Uh, and, and if you remember that, that year, that's another Super Bowl trip. That was, uh, I remember that, that was my senior year of high school, the Steelers. And the only game they lost out of all those, I mean, my goodness, they had won eight straight games and lost in week 17 to the Green Bay Packers. And then they beat the Bills in the playoffs, beat the Colts. Um, I, I remember that Hail Mary with, uh, with, uh, the, I almost said the wrong Har- Harbaugh. I almost called him, uh, by his nickname that we call him, but that was his brother. And then they, you know, they, they fell in defeat to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So 
That was one. And the other one was the year before in 1994, the Steelers, they went 12 and four, they finished six and one and they, and they won their division. Um, and, and they lost in the conference championship to the chargers. That was the, I'm not going to get into that one, but once again, that was another one of those games where they lost the last week of the season. They lost in San Diego by three in the last week of the season. Then they lost to San Diego again in the conference championship at home. Um, So that was the nineties. The only other ones we already hit 78, 76. There's one more. The Pittsburgh Steelers finished six and one in 1975 in a season where they went 12 and two, they lost their final game of the season um, that year. They, they lost in week two and they lost in week 14. There was no buys in there. So, so if, if, if you look at that, they, they won 11 games in a row in the middle and then went on to once again, defeat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Um, so it was another Super Bowl year. So here's the other thing that's interesting. When the Steelers finished four and L, up until 2022, meaning since the since the merger, up until 2022, they made the postseason. Up until this year, when the Steelers finished their season six and one or better, they had made the they had made the playoffs up until this year. So that really was a little bit different. We've gone really long in the first half. We're gonna go ahead and take our break, and we come back. I got a um, two more questions to answer that shouldn't take us too long. So stick around. We'll be right back. When my phone- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We just did a little bit dive into history. You know what? We're about ready to do it again. We're about ready to do it again. But first, sometimes when people ask questions, sometimes I I need to be better at this. I need to to admit defeat. Um, It's not that this question is impossible to answer. It's just not one that I can do because it would take me. I can't find anywhere else that they actually have it. Maybe somewhere if I could find it in some next-gen stats, but I, I don't believe I could sort it that way. 
um, with everything else that I would have to go back and watch every play and have to chart all of these in order to figure it out. And I would have to, you know, make some assumptions myself, not some, not from some official uh, stats, but this comes from Jennifer. I always mess up Jennifer's last name um, on, on the Scobro show when she puts it in there. I think it's Pruesser. I don't know. I'm sorry, Jennifer. You've got to you've got to tweet at me and tell me how to pronounce your last name so I can finally get it right. And I probably still won't remember. But this was on Twitter. This is from um, P P Ruse P R U E S not S at P R U E Z forty three. And she says, Dave, is there a way to find out how many times Deontay Johnson loses yards when he retreats versus when he versus what he gains? How effective is, is he trying to avoid being tackled? I looked, I tried, I tried to do these things and I could not find a way to actually figure out, all right, he caught the ball here. He had negative yak on, before getting positive to actually look at the individual plays where he retreated. I would love to answer that. I just can't sort through the plays to do it. Um, I, I'm sorry. I can't tell you that in week one, he had negative two yards after the catch for on the game which was not good. Um, and so that is a problem. But, hey, sometimes you got to admit defeat and say, hey, the only way it can be done is this way, and I just do not have the time and resources to do that. I'm very sorry, Jennifer. Great question. So now I'm going to call my nerds of steel. Hey, any nerds of steel out there, can, if, can you answer that question? Not only if, can you answer the question, could you just give me the information? You find the answer to that question, legitimate answer to that question, not just – saying I want to do it, I'll have you on the show and you can answer it. All right. So if that, that's my challenge now, cause that's one I couldn't get to. Um, so if someone else can do that, you just let me know. So here's the other question we're going to tackle for this week. And that is this one. This one comes to me from Joe Cirillo. This was on Twitter at Joe Cirillo. Um, and he said at STLR super fan dad, that's me. He said, hey, Dave, I have a question for you. Historically, when the Steelers use their franchise tag on a player, what's the long-term outcome? Do players get a contract that season? Do players ride it out, then test free agency? Thanks. Hashtag Nerds of Steel. All right. Thank you there, Joe. I've got it here for you. I've, with all these – now, remember, there's there's two different things when it comes – well, technically, three different things when it comes to, to the franchise tag. You have the transition tag, which basically doesn't give a team any compensation. Um, if a player signs somewhere else, they just have the right to match the contract. Uh, the franchise tag, which would give them compensation um, if that happens, and it's more expensive that you're going to, to, to pay the player if that's the tag they play on. And there's the exclusive rights franchise tag, which means the player cannot even go negotiate with other teams to see if that could happen. So this started in 1993. The Steelers have used the, the, the franchise or transition tag 11 times on nine different players. So that's 11 times on nine different players. I'm going to start from the beginning this time. I'm going to start old and go new, unlike the first half. And here we go, because the Steelers first used the franchise tag in 1994 on air on tight end Eric Green. He turned down a very lucrative offer from the Steelers that would have paid him more than what he played with under the tag, but he wanted he wanted the test free agency. He He held out until the start of the season, and then as soon as the year was done, he left um, in free agency that after that season and went to the Miami Dolphins. 
So there's one. 1995, they used it again, the franchise tag on Carnell Lake. Um, he held out of training camp whatever, whenever they were reported for 25 days and signed a four-year deal and did not play on the tag. Already signed the deal ahead of time. Then they used it again in 2020, 2002. That's how we got to say it. In 2002, I guess I could have said it that way. Uh, they franchise tagged Jason Gilden, and he didn't make it to play on that that season. He signed a five-year deal with the Steelers. Steelers did not use the tag again until 2008. They used the transition tag on Max Starks, and he played that season on the tag. You know, pretty decent payday. I'm thinking it was close to $9 million. Maybe I might be thinking of another one. Um, give me just a second. I could probably tell you um, exactly what he played on if you give me just a second. Yeah, for that one, he put – no, that one was $6.9 million he played on on the transition tag. When I thought the almost $9 million, that's one that's coming up later. So he played on the transition tag. The next year, the Steelers were going to – tag Casey Hampton, but then he ended up signing a three-year contract where they didn't have to worry about it. So they tagged Max Starks again, and that would have paid him um, 120% of his previous year's salary. So that would have been $10.1 million, $10 million. But uh, instead, they ended up getting a long-term deal before the deadline. So he he played on the tag one year and then signed before the tag kicked in when they tagged him again the next year. Then the very next season, 2010, the Steelers used the transition tag again on kicker Jeff Reed. Um, basically, they gave him more money than they've ever play, paid a kicker during a season before. And it wasn't good because Reed got cut in November. He was not good. He did not play for the Steelers again. He kicked a couple games in Atlanta, and he never played again after 2010. Yeah. 2011, Steelers went around it again. Lamar Woodley under the franchise tag, but it never kicked in. He never, he never played on the tag because he signed a six-year deal. Um, I'm not going to get into other stuff with that, um, but that, let's just roll to the next one, which was – 2014, the Steelers used the transition tag on Jason Worlds. Used the transition tag on Jason Worlds. That's the one that he paid for. Played for. It was about nine point eight million dollars um, that he played on the transition tag. Played that year, retired in order to say because he said he's made more money than he needed to, and he went to devote his time to be a Jehovah's Witness. If you remember that story, but that was what happened with Jason Worlds. Um, something that's, you know, player the Steelers thought they're going to have around for a while, and they didn't. So that's um, that's two players now that uh, on the transition tag never played in the NFL again. Then it was a while again because in 2017, the Steelers used the, ta- the, the tag on um, Le'Veon Bell. They used the exclusive tag. Um, they thought they had a deal worked out. Um, the word was they had the deal worked out with the agent, and then Bell shot it down anyway. Um, he turned it down and held out until all through training camp came in in week one played and we know how the 2017 season went then 2018 rolls in Steelers tag bell again that means they they had to pay him 120 percent of what it was the year before so that was that was 13.5 million dollars and bell blew it 
He kept. He said he was going to show up for week one. Didn't show up. Said he was going to show up by the by the time he had to in order to get paid at all and have it counted as a season. Didn't do it. He just sat out the whole year and he moved on in the offseason. The last time the Steelers used the franchise tag was in 2020. That was on Bud Dupree. He played under the tag for a year. Um, they they said they wanted to work out a long term deal with him, but nothing was really came about either before he played on the tag. I, I think he was willing to play on the tag because of the payout. And they didn't really do much negotiation that was reported after that season. And he left in free agency to Tennessee, where reportedly they're probably going to uh, release him this offseason. So those are the 11 years where the Steelers used the franchise tag. Nine different players. Now, out of those nine players, four of them – eventually stayed. I say eventually stayed. Three of them signed the tag or signed a deal without doing without having to play on the tag. So that was three of them. You could almost say four because it was going to be Casey Hampton. Um and then he signed before they even had to do it. And they could then use it on on Max Starks. The other one was Max Starks that after playing on the tag for a year, the next year he um he was tagged again but signed before he played on it. Three te- three players played on the franchise tag and left. That was Eric Green, Le'Veon Bell, and Bud Dupree. So two of the last most recent three um, played on it and left. And then, of course, Bell, one of them, he played – technically he played on it, didn't leave, just didn't play, and then he left. Um, and then, of course, two players didn't play in the NFL – Again, so technically three players did not play the season after their, uh, the, they played on the tag because Le'Veon Bell didn't play that season, but he did play then again eventually because Worlds retired and Jeff Reed sucked. <laughs> I mean, no real other way to sugarcoat it. So that's the breakdown of what happens with the transition tag and uh, uh, franchise tag. The last time the Steelers used the franchise tag and worked out a deal with the player was more than 10 years ago. That was in 2011. So it's been a while. Now, will the Steelers use the, the, use the tag this year? I don't see any player that, that um, is jumping out as that they're going to be using the tag on. Um, I, I just don't know for sure. I don't know why um, any of those players would um, or why the Steelers would want to, want to pay any of those players that amount of money that it would be. Um, so chances are they're not going to use it again this year. They didn't have to. That's why they got the deal done with Minka last year. That's why they got the deal done with Deontay Johnson last year. That's why they got the deal done with TJ Watt the year before. So the Steelers, you know, I, I, I don't think they want to use the franchise tag. So, whew, so there was three questions I addressed. Unfortunately, one of them was, uh, was a waving the white flag. So, like I said, if you have questions, send them to me in, via email. Send them to me via Twitter, STLR Superfandad, when at, at, the, at gmail.com for the email. Whew. Make sure you're continuing to check out our podcast. We'll have another Let's Ride tomorrow. You got what Yin's talking about coming up after this one. I always look forward to that show every week. Um, it's, it's one of our more unique shows, but unique in a good way. Um, as a lot of u- unique things are. Uh, tonight, I'll be out there, um, well, out there. I'll be live on YouTube and Facebook with Brian Anthony Davis and Jeff Hartman for the Steelers preview as we preview 
um, what we talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It's, it's the show that we always did to preview a game. That show doesn't go away. Um, we are having a couple things that are going to be shuffling around in time slots that uh, once that's all all ironed out, we'll uh, make the announcement of those things. But uh, other than that, make sure you're still checking us out and make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of stuff there. Make sure you're checking out um, each week. Check out the Vertex that Jeffrey Bennett and I do. We talk stats first. I kind of set him up, um, and he brings it home by showing the film. You know, I'm the setter. He's the spiker. Um, ooh, nice volleyball um, analogy there, Dave, um, to where that, that's just one that we do every week, and it's a lot of fun. Um, just, But there's lots of other things going on there, um, the news that's happening, various insights, stuff with the draft. I'm, I'm still finishing up giving some team reports with uh, pro football focus grades, all kinds of stuff there. Make sure you check it out. So, ooh, once again, thanks for some good questions. A little bit different, not as much numbers, more research this week, and that's all right. But thanks for joining me. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out. Here.